This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. This is the Opposition View, and we're joined by Ant from the Roker Report. Good evening, Ant. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, really good. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, Ant, we will get on to the Prediction League, which is as, well, it sounds far, far, far better than it really is. It's really very poor indeed, just to set your expectations <laughs> level, you know, and we're going to make it even worse today. So that's fine. But we have got the game coming three o'clock on Saturday. Obviously, as we record now, in about an hour's time, you're going to be playing Reading. So we, we see how you get on there. Uh, we were due to play them, but obviously, as with your games as well previously, they got postponed uh, due to the Queen's uh, uh, passing. So that being said, let's first of all start off. Newly promoted again, you know, this season. Uh, we'll get on to Sunderland till I die and all of those kind of woe is me kind of moments. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 no. You, you, could, you could just go, no, it's all bollocks and that'll do. That'll be fine, right? But you're newly promoted. How has your season started so far? How you how you thought you've found your way back into into the championship? Yeah, I mean, considering where where we where we've kind of predicted the finish thing, by a lot of people were written off at the start of the year to be. I think we went what tenth or eleventh or whatever it is now after yesterday's fix. Is out to beat your hand off? You know, yeah. about some difficult difficult games. You know, we've had you know Norwich who just came down. You know, Coventry who were playing well last season. You know, not so much this year, but still a good side. Some difficult away games, Bristol City and Stoke. So, you know, we haven't particularly had what you would call an easy game. I mean, there's not really any easy games now in the championship, but we haven't had one where I thought we were favourites to win and won. Maybe Rotherham at home when we took on Rotherham who went up with us. But they were unbeaten when we uh, when we played them. So yeah, I'd have I'd have absolutely bit your hand off for the start. But as as per you know, as per what is being a Sunderland fan, it's been fairly eventful. Obviously we've now managed at Stoke, um, yeah. which which really wasn't expected. Um and you know, it really did 
I think they did shock a lot of people and it upset quite a lot of people, especially up up in the northeast. Um, you know, we were very disappointed, but it is what it is. I think we've done very well in getting Tony Mowbray in. I think he he kind of knows what this model's going to be. He's he's dealt with it at Blackburn. You know, he's he's nurtured youth and you know sold them on for a, for a price, which is what they're looking to do. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon. And it's just good to play decent football teams again. You know, I don't mean any disrespect to League One, but it is an absolute chore, to be honest. It's uh, it's not the best. Yeah, I remember watching your three-all draw at Wickham last year, which was, which was a bit of a barnstormer of a game, I have to say. One of the players who kind of, for me, there stood out, and also at Wembley when he played, was, was Ross Stewart. Now, anybody who hasn't seen Ross Stewart, I'll give you my description, and then you can go, no, you idiot, he's like this. But he seems a tall line leader, but he also gets his share of goals and assists. He looks like one of those players, and don't take this the wrong way, it was a good job you went up, otherwise I think there would have been a few sniffing around him. He looks really good. But have I seen suggestion that he might have an injury at the moment? Yeah, he's out for six weeks with uh, I think his thigh went when in the warm-up against Middlesbrough last week. Um, you know, worst possible time to be honest against you know, where a local rival. <laughs> of all the matches, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a massive blow. It really is. He's he's a phenomenal footballer. You know, I'm I'm going back quite a long time. I've, I've, I'm old enough to remember Niall Quinn uh-huh. and, and Kevin Phillips, obviously Darren Bend. He is probably the most naturally gifted striker as in all-round footballer I've ever seen at Sunderland. He has got everything. You know, he can score goals with his head, he can score with his feet. He brings players into the game. As you said there before there, Peter, he assists, he scores. He's just the total package. Like He, he will go and play for a very good side, I think, in the Premier League. Uh, hopefully with Sunderland. But um, as I said, with the model that we've got, I'm ex- probably expecting a bid in January. It'll be difficult for us to keep a hold of him, I think. Uh, we need a time down, but... I'm not sure, <laughs> but he's phenomenal. And to be fair, we signed him as a left-sided attacker and he's now playing centre-forward, which is amazing. Um, he's, he's had a fantastic start to his summer career and long may continue. So that's he, he's got, so far this season, five goals and three assists yeah. from, from seven games. I mean, from our point of view, it's, whew, thank God for that, you know, in terms of that. <laughs> uh, how, who do you think is going to be coming in and trying to replace him in, in your kind of line leading? Who who should we fear on, on Saturday uh, as we take you on at uh, Vicarage Road? I think we'll change formation now that, now that Stuart's out because Ellis Sim, who we signed from Everton on loan, is, is his striking partner. But Ellis Sims can't be up front on his own, as what as what we've shown in the Middlesbrough game. He, he did struggle. Um, so I think we need to get players around him. Um, so I'd imagine Patrick Roberts will come in now um, alongside Jack Clark and they'll play as a three. So with them two supporting Ellis Sims and then Alex Pritchard will be in the 10. Um, and he's probably the one, apart from Stewart, I would say, to, to look forward to. Um, Pritchard, who's been at Norwich, Huddersfield, and hasn't quite worked for him at Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an £11 million Premier League player, wasn't he, at one point in yeah. his career scene where skydived and, and we took a chance on him last season. He is a phenomenal footballer. And, and what I've noticed with him, which uh, I, I remember watching playing for, it might have been Huntsfield thinking he's a bit lazy, but my word, does he work hard. You know, he, he put the shift in for 90 minutes and I, I don't know if that's just that he's been given a second chance at, you know, at a team like Sunderland League one got us up. Oh, he's been amazing. Dan Neal as well, who's a young lad who's made it through the grade, looked a better player from, from mm-hmm. being in the championship, which you know, not normally a kind of thing you can say, is it? You know, he's he's come up in League One. I thought he struggled with the physicality with a little bit, but right. in the championship he just seems to be going from strength to strength. But yeah, Jack Clark as well on the on the left hand side of midfield has been superb this season. Um scoring goals, assisting goals. 
uh, causing right backs absolute chaos. So um, if your right back isn't up to speed on Saturday, we'll have a difficult game. That's if he plays. If he's injured, I'm going to look very silly. Isn't it? <laughs> well, well, well. Fortunately yeah. for us, then that uh, all of our right backs and anybody who wants to play when basically in the vicinity of the right side of the pitch is injured. You see how we lulled you into this full sense of security. <laughs> God, <laughs> well, that's not good. Then, what sort of formation are you playing? You know, now that now that Mowbray has taken over. So we, we started off obviously at the season obviously with with changed managers. So Mowbray yeah. um, in his first game against Rotherham kept the same formation that Alex Neil was doing, which is kind of three at the back, mm-hmm. uh, two wing backs, and then we have two holding defence midfielders, which is Alex Alex Neil Alex Neil and Neil and um, Corey Evans, our captain, and Pritchard playing in like nine of ten, uh, and up front we got two up front with uh, what was Ross Stewart and Ellis Sims. Now obviously with Stewart being injured, I'm fully expecting that to change. Tonight yeah. will be our first game without Stuart, so I would imagine that will go to a 4-3-3, which is what we played last year. Okay. Um, so I think we're kind of adaptable to both formations. We have been doing very well in the two. Um, so obviously Stuart and Sims have, have really uh, built up a good partnership and uh, both of them have scored goals and both have assisted each other. So, um, yeah, it would probably now... looking. I mean, I'm looking at our, our side for tonight. I think that's a 4-3-3. So um, I would probably expect that on on Saturday as well. And is he playing Roberts tonight? He is. Yeah, Patrick Roberts is playing yeah. alongside Jack Clark, and then uh, Sims will be there. Yeah, because uh, I mean, Pat, uh, Roberts has always been. He was kind of highly considered. He was went into City, if I remember rightly, and he went out to Celtic and Fulham and various places on loan, but has never really kind of it never quite achieved either his potential or had long enough in a in a home to kind of do so. How how has he done? And has he kind of replaced? kind of Aidan McGeady. There was a player that I really kind of liked and he had a real Indian summer at your gaff, you know, seeming to turn a plate. So I was kind of surprised when when he went, apart from the fact that he was probably older than me. Um, <laughs> but that notwithstanding, I still like watching him play. How, how has Roberts gone on and how has he filled McGeady's place or what's happened in that regard? Um, I wouldn't say he's, he's like for like replacing. They are similar players where I would say that they need to be loved. You know, um, McGeady, when he came, his first couple of seasons for us, I thought he was superb. Even in the championship season, when he didn't get the, that often under Coleman, him and Coleman fell out. Or well, I've had a bad word said about him again, to be honest. But Roberts is a difficult one because he, he started, he knew he wasn't fit. You know, he, he hadn't played many games. I think he was a twat, wasn't he, last last year on, on loan and didn't play that many games. And we've signed him uh, now on, on a free. And I quite like him, to be honest. He's very direct, very pacey. You know, he can score a goal as well. Um, but him and Clark, I think, are both players who've lost, have like kind of lost the career a little bit. You know, they yeah. lost in the shuffle, especially at City and Jack Clark at Spurs, where you know they were, they were signed for for big money, and, and everyone thought that they're going to be the next big thing. Hasn't quite worked out. It's easy enough to do that, and uh, they've ended up, you know, obviously leaving. You know, Jack Clark for me, I think, is is going is probably the better out of the two. I think he's um, going to bigger and better things. But Roberts, he just needs a hand on him. I think he needs he needs to be loved and. We love him at Sunderland, so fingers crossed he can uh, have a good season this year. But there is definitely a player there. Um, it's just consistency, I think, that he needs to, to get into his game and then he can go all the way. Good stuff, good stuff. Hi, this is Tommy Smith. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eye podcast. So, I said at the start, we'll talk about Sunderland till I die, but only in a certain way, because... <laughs> Uh, said, wait, obviously, it, it was televised. It's on Netflix. So there's a couple of questions I wanted to ask. Well, the first one of these that we did this season was with Sheffield United, who we played. And we, we spoke to the red half of Sheffield, two lovely guys out in America. 
And one of them said, you know, oh, I used to support Chelsea, but I wanted a more authentic experience. So I started supporting Sheffield United. And he was coming over and he said, and I also support Sunderland. I also support Sunderland. It's not a word, obviously, any British person could get away with. But he was a perfectly nice American, so we let him get away with it. Um, have you seen, kind of following the Netflix stuff, any kind of football tourists, any kind of additional interest from from that Netflix piece, or is it just, oh, just forget it? Um, and secondly, this season, and obviously losing Alex Neal is, is, is a blow because anybody who watched Wembley last year would have had to have had a, a cold, icy, glacial heart not to have gone, fair enough, they're back up. Um, does it feel like you turned the corner and that you, you, you're on, on your way back up? Does it feel like you've consolidated? Yeah, on the sun until I die thing, and I have had a couple of people who have come to the games for the first time because the part of that. Godforsaken documentary, you know. I, 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 I haven't watched the settings. I, I won't watch the setting series at all. You know, um, it's like watching a film knowing that your favorite character dies in the end. Um, you just don't want to watch it, do you? It's, it's just not good. You know, I'm not saying it was badly made, it was very well made. Don't get us wrong, but you just don't make a documentary about something. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I go far back. Remember Premier Passions in '96. That was a documentary, even though we Ooh, that, you that was know, brilliant. That was, oh, that yes. was amazing. That was absolutely brilliant documentary. Peter Reed, yeah, <laughs> what a legend. What, it was the, absolutely brilliant that one. But yeah, we've was, had that had one, was that the one where Peter Reed comes in and there's like the, the flip chart and he basically comes in and swears a lot and then goes, yes. Bobby Sachs, Bobby Saxon, talk about football. Was that the one? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's that's the one. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, so I think it was on definitely around about half ten eleven. The clock. I didn't know what was going on, and I was at hitch, but never mind. I think my dad's paid for that in the last twenty years. He won't swear words out. Come on, with the magic. Never mind. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of fans who have come for the first time and said, "Look, yeah, it's off the back of the documentary." But I think they were quite big anyway before that. Oh, you know, no, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. But I think I think a lot of people in in what what's what's loosely described by the Man United and Chelsea consortiums of this world. Mm. Um, <laughs> All-star game, North versus South. Go, go figure. <laughs> um, uh, from those particular guys, we'll, we'll describe them as, you know, kind of what, developing markets or something. How are you yeah. performing in Asia? And that sort of thing, you could see it kind of coming in and, and, and helping on an international side. No, that's fair enough. the famous sloping pitch podcast we're following the greatest show on earth but would you like pitch side seats for all the action in qatar the heat the goals the drama well so would we but why not join me nick hancock in stoke-on-trent and co-host chris england in london's sw16 every game live from england the famous sloping pitch podcast we think this tournament could be okay sport social I have to ask then, you mentioned, and he was obviously one of our our, our greatest discoveries because we bought him for 10 grand from Bulldog Town. He was playing very well, but when he was with us, uh, Kevin Phillips, if anybody hasn't guessed, he had a bit of an injury interrupted thing, but you could see from the moment he played, oh my God, this kid's good. This kid's really, really good. And then we weren't able to keep him. We had a change of manager and he, he got given, because of his injuries, he, he got offered a contract that was kind of almost lower than he was on. And he came to Sunderland. I think it's fair to say he became a legend there. Yeah, he was oh. all right, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 no, no, uh, down. He's still up here as well, and you know. Manager Southfield poker now. with ants. Yeah, go on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he manages Southfield now. He's still up. He, he's still seeing relatively regular. I mean, the only thing that's changed about 
super care is his hair's absolutely immaculate now. Yeah, uh, you, you have to get a recent photos of him. He's he's obviously had a transplant, but he looks amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a player! I mean, I remember when we signed him from from Watford, and the last player we signed from Watford was Alex Chamberlain. I didn't really like him. Uh, I didn't Ooh. think he was that good, but when Superdev came, just phenomenal. And he, you know, got what got what the club was all about straight away. Got us into the Premier League. 30, I mean, he's still the only English-born striker to get the Golden Boot, European Golden Boot. You know, this is we're talking nearly thirty years ago, lads. You know what I mean? And he still mm. has it. Still hasn't been beaten. You look at Harry Kane. You know, likes Harry Kane, who's who's been in since then, who still hasn't done it. And you know, Superdev's done that. You know, he's he's absolutely good. We'll always have a little. Thank you, I think, and Dr. Captain Watford for letting us have him for a relatively cheap money. But what a player he's turned out to be. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I'm just yeah. like, I get like really nostalgic about him. You know, you can see by me smile at the, at the start when you mentioned him. I just, just yeah, he's, he was amazing. Him and, well, him and Quinn were just Him and Quinny became the quintessential big and short fellas, you know, kind of playing off of one another. Mm. And I, I have to come back and correct you in terms of the only brilliant to, to play the to win the European Golden Boot because Luther Blissett did. Only it was in nineteen eighty three. So, you know, it does it does go before the dawn of, you know, Premier League ninety two, etc. But, you know, and he played in in again a quintessential kind of quintessential. See what I did there. That was quite good. Very good. Yeah. Quinn. It, yeah, it, got you. Yeah. It, it was certainly better than was intended, put it that way. Um <laughs> you know, somebody knocking it down. But you know, Quinny could also kind of play a play a great deal final question before we get on to predictions uh and it might be not one but and, and this isn't really trying to reference uh something till i die but obviously you had the, the american guy who owned the company uh, owned the, the business or the, the you know the, the club let's call it what it is a club how is your ownership structure now is that more stabilized now is that now good to go difficult one because up until last season i don't think we knew and then obviously we had we had Stuart donald and charlie methan who you know tried to get us on the cheap and try to get us up the first time of asking didn't quite happen then we learned out that didn't have a pot of pit in um sorry if i'm not allowed to swear on the show I never no, no, before, no, but no 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 words such as shit and bollocks are practically encouraged here <laughs> um, but yeah it turned out that they need a massive gamble on what's going up and it didn't happen since then we've had kimmel louis dreyfus who, who's been in nearly, nearly two years now it seemed to be that he was he was the kind of the the face of the club and it turned out last year when they released the records that he was only owning 48%. But since we got promoted, he's now bought out Danny Metton. So Danny Metton of, you know, Netflix documentary legends, legends yeah. and all that. Uh, it's now, it's now no longer got anything to do with Southern Football Club, which is fine by us. Donald's still there. He's still a silent partner. Obviously, you know, he wants to get a, a little bit of profit, which is fine. You know, it's business, isn't it? But I quite like what, what we're doing in the deal with Louis Dreyfus. He's brought in Christian Speakman as a director of football who's got this model that we are going to na- uh, nature young talent, sell them on at a profit, you know, pretty much the Brentford model, which is sort of Brentford out no ends, hasn't it? You know, and I really like that. You know, we've signed some very exciting young players, as I've mentioned, you know, Jack Clark, who, who I think will yeah. go on and, and have a really good career. You know, we've got um, some young lads from France who have come over. Um, Edouard Michou, who we haven't seen yet. I think he's getting up to speed, but he's played for PSG last season. They don't just give them out, do they? You know what I mean? They don't give them out to a bloke on the street. He's obviously got some talent. We've got uh, Ahmad Diallo from Man United on loan, who cost 37 million quid. You know, again, you know, you don't just dish them out. A very, very exciting Costa Rican player called um, Benetti, who's on the bench tonight. So I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Um, and a lad called Ibrahim Bar, who I honestly don't know anything about. But um, <laughs> what I gather is, is meant to be, you know, the real deal. So 
it's different now from what we were doing because obviously the first time we went to League One, we tried to sign a lot of experienced players who'd done it at League One, the likes of Chris McGuire, Will Grigg, uh, Max Power, and it didn't happen. You know, we didn't spend too long down there. And then under Christian Speakman and, you know, obviously Alex Nails Gardens, these young lads have got us there, you know. So uh, it's pretty much the same squad as what it was last season. You know, we've, we've got, I think tonight, pretty much all of them bar one or two, you know. So then nine out of that 11 played in League One last year. So it's a structure that you already know how good each other are. And, you know, I think they're just, I think when you're young, you've got that folly of youth, haven't you, where you just don't really care. It's a shame Ibrahim Barr isn't in the starting 11, because then you just said everybody in the starting 11 bar, bar. bar, bar. That, <laughs> that, would, that would have been perfect. What can I do? <laughs> this is the kind of quality we bring. To, I would to, never have said that. I would, I would never have got that out of my tongue, to be honest. <laughs> no, don't worry. Quality control is not assured here. That's fine. <laughs> right. So we get to the prediction league now. Normally, we would have a gentleman called Carlos uh, with us. Now, Carlos is taking a little bit of time away from the pod, some family issues which he's going to be having to sort, but he will be back in, in, in time. However, in his place, I, who have previously been refereeing and therefore being able to be incredibly smug about the poor performance of absolutely everybody I'm looking in forward process. to this actually yeah Peter I'm I am going to by proxy represent Carlos um so when I get when you know when he comes back he'll either be absolutely ripping the piss out of me or I'll be unbelievably smug um and as and as as i'm in charge of both the editing of this and the rules who knows what might happen um, so so and we always start with our guests sir what is your prediction for watford versus sunderland three o'clock kickoff at vicarage road on saturday very entertaining to do draw i think you know i think both sides are very good going forward not so good defensively so, yeah, I think I'll, I'll happily take a point, to be honest. I know Watford have struggled so far, but that's still a great side. You know, Saar and, and uh can't remember the other guys, Nim Charles Pedro, um, I think, you know, they're, they're top quality players. So we'll we'll struggle, but I think it'll be a very good game. It'll be one of the games to look out for on the championship on Saturday. Good stuff. Well, being a right-sided player, Ishmael Asar got injured yesterday because all right-sided players got injured at Blackburn yesterday. So <laughs> we'll, we'll basically be just pirouetting to the left all the time. So I'm stepping in for Carlos. Eee, excellent. Two all has gone, which is Justin's, uh, you know, really, really confident prediction. I, I know what just... you're going to do now. I'm I know what you're going to do now. I'm I know what you're going to do now, Peter, and it's going to really annoy me. But anyway, go on. On behalf of Carlos, <laughs> I am going to take the the... If, if if we had like if, if this if this particular prediction league was a stadium and it had a parking bay right outside it that everyone wanted, it would be Watford one, Sunderland one. I'm going for the one all draw. I can't believe I'm, you're doing that to me. I, really... I am I am sitting on the fence like a proper knob end. So Justin, we come well, to you because you Justin has to go last because he's currently leading this with five points. Uh, Carlos is sitting on three, and the entire EFL is sitting on three points, solely down to Rotherham, and they got it with a one-all draw. <laughs> That's why I'm doing this. So, what are you going for? Well, you know, I was going to go for one-one, obviously, but I can't do that now. Um, I can't see us winning. I mean, we discussed, I think, only last evening that we've uh, won one in the last seven. So I'd like to go for a draw, but I can't go for one-one. I can't go for two-two. Three-three sounds ridiculous. Um, so I'm going to go for nil-nil. 
So we all think it's going to be a draw. <laughs> we all think it's going to be a draw. Um, if, if, we, if we just declare the result now, think how much petrol money we can save for all of those people exactly. coming back from Sunderland. Exactly, although Ant seems to think we're going to score two goals. I'm very interested <laughs> to know where they're coming from. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm going to go for nil-nil, mate. I think it's going to be one of those games where, it, on paper, it should be one of those ones to look out for, but I just think it's 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 not going to happen. I can't see a scoring. I mean, we haven't scored for a... Well, we didn't score last night, and we don't look like scoring... Freely, so let's go for a nil-nil. Let's do that. We, we scored an outstanding goal against Rotherham. We with, did. Uh, with we did. And, and bearing in mind I am proxy Carlos today, um, I need to grow a beard that looks like a geography teacher, but other than that, be fine. <laughs> um, but by, by the excellent value for money vacuum buyer, who's only increasing you know, in value all the time, especially in a 24-hour period. But then we won't go there. <laughs> well, there we go. There we are. Well, you all think it's going to be a draw, but uh, varying degrees of goals going in the back of the net. Um, I think we all recognise it's going to be a tight game. I mean, we have got really quite a few injuries there, Ant. So Saar, I would suggest, is unlikely. Hmm. Um, if he does start, we did find out, you know, they, they did have a medical just to confirm yesterday that he is indeed made of glass. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's that sugar-type variety that blows up on a, on an anything uh we we lost uh and Gakia yesterday we've already lost Hassan Kamara we would certainly hope that our new signing uh who's a left-sided centre-back who we've got on loan from uh from Aston Villa uh the the the, the wonderful we interviewed him the other day uh Courtney Hawes who was a really nice fella but more importantly a big dominating uh left-sided centre-back able to play it out from the back because I think one of our problems is we try to we try to pass out from the back with people to whom they couldn't even spell the word pass let alone do it <laughs> half the time but hey it, we'll see it. We will see on Saturday if it is if it is disaster or comedy or all or both of them. Who knows? We shall see there. Absolutely. Well, listen, Anne, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and uh, we'll do this next time as well when um, we're coming up to you, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Anytime you need us, guys, I've really enjoyed myself. It's nice talking about football. I always say that when we missed like obviously the two year with the pandemic and it, that was that was what kept us sane was talking to other fans about football because the game's still I know we couldn't go, the games are still ahead and it was just nice to talk to people, wasn't it? It was lovely. Exactly. That's why we started really. It was sort mm-hmm. of we need to talk about football because there isn't any. So yeah, definitely absolutely right. So yeah, well we'll do this again. Um and um, we thank you very much for popping along this evening and giving us half an hour of your time. Good luck for the rest of the season uh, unless you're playing us of course in which case <laughs> which case you've got all the luck you need yeah, exactly. you don't need any more that's for sure yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much indeed Ant cheers lad thank you Sports Social Podcast Network the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.